Welcome. Welcome to a place where you will hear from ordinary people who have stepped out in faith and have some extraordinary testimonies to share. My hope is that you will be inspired today, inspired to take your own step or leap of faith, to do that thing, no matter how big or how small you believe God is calling you to do. Your faith may feel as small as a mustard seed right now, or maybe big enough to move mountains. No matter where you are in your faith journey, I am confident that God will meet you right where you are. I'm your host, Trish McCarthy, and I'm so glad you're listening. I just first want to say thank you. If you've been listening and tuning in since the very beginning of these launch episodes, just thank you so much for your support and your encouragement. It means the world to me. And if you remember back to the first episode, I shared a testimony about a Christmas sweater. Well, now, kind of on the the back end here, the bookends, I'm going to share another testimony. And this one is a testimony about a yellow sweater. I like to call this a tale of two sweaters. Ha ha. Sorry, corny, but I couldn't resist. (laughs) So one day I went, I was at work and I walked in the door and my beautiful friend Holly had, was wearing this beautiful yellow sweater. And I said, oh my gosh, I love that sweater. This is my, that's my favorite color. I love it. And she quite literally took the sweater off of her back and gave it to me. (laughs) She's one of those friends. And she said, here, it's yours. So I took the sweater home. I went to hang it in my closet and I was pretty puzzled and confused because when I went to hang it up, my closet's color coordinated and there was no other yellow in there, not another stitch of yellow clothing, which was surprising to me and puzzling because yellow is my absolute favorite color. It's been my favorite color since I was a little girl. I had a yellow room, yellow kitchen, my first house. Uh, So it was confusing to me. So anyhow, I just decided, well, I'm going to, I'm just going to wear this yellow. So I started wearing the yellow and everywhere I went, people would comment on it. Like, this is your color. This is you. This, you look so good in that color. And it got me thinking and wondering what, why do I not wear it anymore? What happened? Like, when did I just not stop wearing it? I don't understand. And I started talking to God about it. And one day I was driving to, uh, I was on a commute for work and it hit me in the middle of my drive and it just dawned on me. It was very impactful moment. I realized that back in college, I had some negative experiences associated with yellow. There were about four different incidents where I was wearing yellow and I had a lot of shame and regret and guilt associated with those incidents because they were things that I did that I wasn't proud of back in college. And I... I, it's not like I thought about those things every day, but, but somewhere along the line, I guess I subconsciously just stopped wearing yellow. I, mean, I still associated um, those things with, with the color yellow. And so, so literally I started embracing the yellow before I realized that. And then after that came to me and I realized, oh my goodness, I have all these horrible things associated with the color yellow that I don't have to. I don't have to have that association anymore because first of all, there is, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I gave my life to him and I don't have to live in that condemnation. And so that's the one thing. And then the other thing is I, the whole reason why I realized that I needed a savior was because of things like that, that I, as much as I tried to 
rid the rid myself of of the of that and make up for those things that I was ashamed of I couldn't do it <laughs> there was there's only one person who could do that for me there's only one person who could take away my sin who could take away the the condemnation and the guilt and the shame and that is Jesus because of the price that he paid for me for all of us on the cross we don't I don't have to earn his love you don't have to earn his love all we have to do is just accept the gift that he's given us and so on that day when I I realized wow I have this horrible association with the color yellow I decided that was it that was it I was no longer going to suppress that yellow literally and and figuratively I started embracing it and God brought to me mind the scripture uh, in Matthew 5 16 and this has kind of become a life verse for me let your light shine before others so that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven and when I wear that yellow it's it's figuratively or it, it makes me feel like a light <laughs> it's a bright color but more than that that's literally right it makes me feel bright and it's a cheery color but figuratively what I want to embrace is that oh gosh I hate this I'm not doing this right Lord Ugh. I'm not getting it right this is how many times I've tried this three times I'm not getting it all right so you are probably wondering what just happened that was the third time that i tried to record that testimony and every time i would get to this certain point and i would get tongue-tied you can hear the frustration in my voice and you heard what i said there at the end i'm just not doing this right so those of you who know me know it's no secret that i have struggled with perfectionism pretty much my whole life and here's the thing, I know that I'm not perfect. I know that, and I realize that there is only one perfect one, and that's Jesus. I know that, however, the struggle is very real, and I wanted you to hear it. I wanted you to hear it because chances are you might be feeling like me. You might be paralyzed maybe by a lie. God can't use you because you aren't good enough, smart enough, trained enough, but here's the truth. We are enough. I am enough. You are enough. No, we're not perfect. And we never will be. And God knows that. <laughs> it's why he sent his son to die for us in the first place. And he loves to use us despite our imperfections. Faith does not have to be perfect. But I'm just going to confess to you, my faith has been so challenged and stretched in many ways since launching my ministry and especially beginning this podcast. And after that third attempt at recording this testimony, honestly, my faith was feeling really, really small. And I, like, I was just feeling extremely inadequate. Like I was just never going to get the words right. But God, but God showed up and reminded me of something the other day as I was reading and studying his word. Romans 10 verse 17 says, now faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. God used his word to increase my faith. That's, that's what he does. He's just so cool. Since the theme of my podcast is faith, I had recently decided to spend 40 days studying the 40 verses of chapter 11 of Hebrews, which is referred to as the Hall of Faith. 
I've gone back and read about the lives of those whose faith is commended in this chapter. And guess what? <laughs> None of them had perfect faith, not one. In fact, some of them had epic failures, but God chose to put them in the hall of faith anyway. And I, I've actually read this chapter many times before, and I knew these people weren't perfect, but I guess I needed to be reminded again in this moment. So there are two people in particular that God reminded me of and who I can really relate to, Gideon and Moses. Gideon doubted God repeatedly and asked for confirmation that he was really supposed to do what God was calling him to do. And I've done that more times than I care to admit, actually. And then there's Moses. Listen to this from Exodus 4.10. But Moses pleaded with the Lord, Oh Lord, I'm not good with words. I never have been, and I'm not now, even though you have spoken to me. I get tongue-tied and my words get tangled. Wow. <laughs> so once again, God met me right where I was and used his word to minister to me, to remind me, to encourage me. And we know that Moses went on to speak the Ten Commandments on the top of Mount Sinai, and we know that it was actually God who inspired those words and gave Moses the ability to proclaim them despite his lack of eloquent speech, right? I'll never forget the time when I was in ninth grade. <laughs> I got up to give a speech in English class and all of my note cards fell to the ground. I was already a nervous wreck. I had been up all night, like physically threw up in the morning because the thought of getting up in front of my peers just terrified me. And each time I would have to give a speech like that, I would beg my mom to let me stay home. Like it was something that I hated and I wasn't good at. And I'm sharing that just to give you a glimpse into my past and to prove to you and maybe to myself that God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. And um, I, the thing that I kept getting tongue-tied about, what I want to share is the purpose of my ministry. I had talked about how I literally started embracing the yellow after Holly gave me that sweater. And like, literally, I went out and bought a ton of yellow. And if you look in my closet now, it's, there's a huge section of yellow. So I, I literally started embracing it and just the, the brightness and the, but God had me take it a step further. I figuratively began embracing it when he gave me a mission for a ministry called Yellow Life. And the desire that he put in my heart is to encourage others through this podcast, through retreats, through writing he's giving me this desire to encourage others to embrace a yellow life, to let our lights shine before others. Matthew 5, 16 says, let your light shine before others so they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. When you ask him into your heart, he puts a light in you that cannot be hidden. It cannot be denied. And I want to encourage all of us to just let our lights shine. Another thing is that living a yellow life is living a life of purpose. There is a divine calling on each, on each of our lives to love him and to love others using the unique talents and giftings that he's given us so that he will be glorified through us. It's not about us. It's all about him. And then lastly, living a yellow life is remembering that your past doesn't define your future. When you surrender your life to him, he calls you a new creation. He says that the old has gone and the new has come and you have a really bright future. We all have a really bright future ahead of us when Jesus is leading the way. So that's, that's the main thing that I wanted to get across. I wanted to explain the purpose and how uh, the name Yellow Life Ministries came to me through that 
beautiful yellow sweater that my dear friend Holly gave to me. Lord, I just come before you and thank you, God, that we don't have to be perfect, Lord, and that you equip and you use imperfect people to fulfill all your purposes here on earth. Lord, that when we are weak, God, you are made strong and that you, you are the one working in and through us. Thank you, God, that we don't always have to get it right. Thank you, God, that no matter how many mistakes we've made in our past, present, or future, Lord, you love us and you continue to use us for your purposes. Not so that we uh, can make a name for ourselves, Lord, but so that we can make your name famous, God. I pray that everything that we think, everything we say, everything we do, Lord, would glorify you and magnify your name, the name above all names. God, we thank you. We praise these things in the name of Jesus. We pray these things in the name of Jesus. There I go, being imperfect again, Lord. Amen. Thank you so much for listening today. And if you are enjoying these testimonies and teachings, please subscribe to the Chasing Squirrels podcast and like and share it with a friend. Also, if you'd like to know more about uh, my ministry, you can follow me and like the page Yellow Life Ministries on Facebook and Instagram.